Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Melanie Ake. Melanie Ake is the CEO of Make Connections for Life, LLC, and Melanie is an author and keynote speaker. Welcome to the podcast, Melanie. Thank you for having me, Gigi. I really have been looking forward to this all day. It's you're great. welcome, and I'm truly honored to have you here. Now, can you tell us more about you and where you're from, Melanie? Yeah, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where I live now, but I was originally from Orlando. So, uh, you know, and a Florida native that moved to Indiana North. And so this is where I've been for many, many years. I love it. And now can you tell us more about the importance of influence? Oh gosh, influence. I love this word. You know, we've been discussing this so much off camera, you and I, and I think influence is one of those words that you have to really think about what it means in your life. And so influence is who inspires you? Who do you learn from? Who do you, who comes to you, right, for advice? And what kind of advice do they come to you from? And do people follow your advice? Do they trust you? And so influence can be so powerful. One of the biggest influencers in my life has been, one, John Maxwell. He's a mentor of mine. And I follow him. I learn from him. He teaches me. Simon Sinek is also a big influencer. Um, Walt Disney is a big influencer for me. And I have really tried to create my own values based on what I've learned from them. And so it's really important, I think, that we choose who influences us. And then if we get bad influences, we also are able to take those people out of our life. So those bad influences can have just as much power over our lives, but we have to make sure to remove that noise because it's powerful. Influence can be good or bad. Uh, you know, people might say Hitler <laughs> was an influencer. <laughs> You know, not great things came out of it, but he was an influencer. And so same thing, you have to really understand what it is about. And if you're being controlled by that power, is it creating good impact or bad impact? Amen. That's very powerful. Now, can you tell us more about the importance of intentional living? Oh, gosh, intentional living. All right. So this goes back to when I was really young. <laughs> I think everything that I've done, um, didn't know it at the time. But I think you're, you're born with things inside of you, right? And so my uncle always says, it's, it comes from within. And it really does what your personality is. And then I think you have to decide how you're going to show up in your life. And so maybe if you think about when you were younger and you felt threatened by other people or threatened by situations or just threatened by relationships, that's really about your own journey. And so once you become confident in what you want, you can start to become intentional about the things that are important to you, right? And so intentional just means showing up and doing those things that are going to add value to your life and really being responsible to those. And so, so many people will say, well, I just have to show up. Like I have kids and I have a family and you don't understand. I don't get to make the choices, right? But intentionality is about, yes, you do get to make those choices because you're an influencer. <laughs> And so those things can also create that momentum and that power in your life. So everything that you do, you have to make a plan and you have to be accountable to it. And so starting off with intention is the critical part of, are you going to be able to achieve goals through that? And are you going to be able to live up to those expectations that you put on yourself? And so, you know, getting up every day and having a schedule, getting up with a plan having goals in mind, either financially, spiritually, you know, I started a Bible study that has been going on 11 months. And so I think about the intentionality of that. There might be days when I say, I'm tired, 
or, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to sleep in. Right. But I say, I'm committed to a process because I've intentionally decided to do something that has challenged me to reach a goal. And so I think it's a great example. Many times we have examples like that in our life, maybe financially, it may be our health. It may be, you know, something we want to build in the community, but it all starts with what do we believe that we want to change? And so taking those steps and making that happen is critical. Amen. I agree. Now, can you tell us more about the importance of personal growth? Oh, gosh, personal growth. You know, this is one of those things that I didn't realize how I had not grown personally and that uh, one of the gaps, right? So the, my favorite book is The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. This is all about personal growth. And when I started reading that, the first chapter is intentionality that we just talked about. The funny thing is, it talks about in that chapter, gaps that you have in your life. Gaps about, are you trying to compare yourself? Is that why you're not growing personally? Is it because you think you're going to make a mistake? Is it because, you know, of all this of awareness, right? Or do you think that you're just supposed to naturally grow? And I think that's where I kind of was like, okay, I'm in a career. I'm in a great executive position. I love what I'm doing. Surely they're going to train me and I'm going to learn what I need to know but I had forgotten about me. And so through that process, you know, I was introduced to the John Maxwell team, which is now over 40,000 people, but it was all about bringing your personal ideas and values. And John's message is it's not spiritual. He is a person of faith. And so he brings those values in to this book. And that's where I started learning about what it really was that I wanted to achieve in my personal life. And that's probably been the last three years has been the pivotal moment for me to say, you know what, I'm successful in corporate, I'm successful in my career, but my personal growth is my calling. And, and when you understand that, and when you say, I'm the only one that can add value to my life in a way that God has designed me to do, and then I can reach my potential through that, that is like a window that opens that gives you that freedom to do and design and create what you need to do. And so I, I think, you know, it's really important. It's powerful. If people haven't experienced anything about personal growth and they're just on this career train, find your calling because that's going to change your life. That is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Melanie. Now, can you tell us more about the importance of reflection? Oh, reflection. <laughs> Good and bad, right? Um, you know, I think many people go through life and they say, we're successful. And we talk about personal growth, which we just did. And, and that really keys us to being successful, but then creating significance in the world. And so if you don't reflect on your life, on the things that you've done to achieve success, you don't know how to apply those things and then create the momentum to create the consistency so that you can add significance. Because if you've done something successful, it's branded, right? You know, those steps, you know, everything that you need to do to create that again. And so you bring consistency in and you bring that momentum in and you're, you're really truly going to be able to achieve the things that you want in life. If you don't reflect and you don't celebrate those successes and you don't write down, what were the steps that I took? How did I achieve that? What schedule did I follow? You'll have no idea the path to take. You know, they say, <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, you're probably going to end up someplace else. <laughs> and that's so true. And so if you, if you really don't reflect on that and, and you don't connect to that, right, did that matter? 
that's the thing that I reflect on the most is, did I do something that actually mattered in my life to, to help me achieve my next goal? And if it didn't, why did I do it? What was the purpose? Did I do it with intention? Um, one of the things, Gigi, way before I went to college, I decided intentionally a long time ago that I wanted to work at Walt Disney World. And so when I was 17, I said, great, my grandparents lived in Orlando. That's where I was born. I want to go down there and learn how Disney does things. I want to understand the customer experience. So I went down at uh, 17 and I filled out an application and I, it was a long time ago. So they had these trailers that we had to go and, and sign up for and take the traditions classes. But I wanted to learn all about how the customer experience worked, what the Disney magic was. And so I did that with intention, right? And when I reflect back on that, I hadn't done that in many years to say, well, gosh, why did I really go down to Disney, right? I mean, people can say, oh, I went and I worked at Disney World and I have, a, I have an ID, I have a badge because I was in college, I was at a college program. That wasn't me. I went down there intentionally to learn about the systems and the processes because I knew what I felt when I went to Disney. And I wanted to bring that to people that I had relationships with. And so everything that I've done all my life it's all been about trying to create some kind of a unique customer experience. And so, you know, reflection is key because without that, I would have forgotten my intention to go and learn and, and the value of that. And so I encourage people, if you haven't taken that time, if you don't journal, if you really haven't started to go back and connect the dots to your story, like Steve Jobs would say, you know, success and then go back and connect those dots because there's a reason that you were pulled to that energy. Amen. Now, Melanie, would you say that prayer is another form of reflection? Oh my goodness. Prayer is the first form of reflection, right? If we're not doing that every day, if we are not just, just understanding that the journey is not just ours, right? We have God that is with us every step, every second, every decision that's guiding us. And so without prayer in your life, without some form of spiritual connection, I don't think we can survive. I mean, we can just go through the steps, but we feel empty and there's a gap in our life. And so we have to be able to, to understand, you know, with God first, putting that in, in our daily routine, whether it's a simple prayer, whether it's you know, getting up and, and saying your prayer in the morning or saying your prayer at night. Many people as a relationship, right? We talk about, do you have a relationship with God or a spiritual nature, right? It can be anything that it, that's right to you. And so I think that helps us completely understand, are we doing the right thing with the right purpose? And if you don't have that right mindset and it's not with God and you're not making those decisions, um, with a spiritual connection, then you're going to have a really hard time through life. And so, you know, one of the things that I've always done, I've learned from my family, they were big influencers on faith and um, built one of the first tabernacles here in Indianapolis. And so learning from my great grandparents and John Maxwell's father actually preached with my great grandfather uh, at our tabernacle. And so, you know, I'm connected to that. That's just part of who I am. And so when I say I have a faith-based journey, it started for me when I was very young and I didn't realize the influence again, one of my big words that it was going to have on my life until I went back and, and really started connecting those dots. 
Amen. I love it. Now, how important is your relationship to you with God? Yeah, it's everything. It's everything. Uh, it's faith, right? When we say faith, I'm a person of faith. What does that mean? And I think that's where it starts. You have to ask those questions to yourself. If you do not put God in the center of your life, of everything, you think that you're responsible for, for all the outcomes, right? It takes all of the pressure off because people say, give it to God. Well, if you really do that, you don't have worry. You don't have strife. You have room in your life to be able to succeed and connect and do the things that are on your heart that are for the good. If you worry, if you don't put God in your life, you don't have a relationship to be able to, to have confidence in, right? You may have that best friend. You may have that, that parent. You may have that spouse that you think, oh, well, they're the ones that give me that confidence. That's completely different, right? God is that all assuring, all accepting, all knowing. And if you study God, if you study any kind of Bible study or you study the scriptures, you know that everything in history repeats itself. And so as I've learned through our Bible study every single morning, so many reflections about leadership and the things that we don't even know that we're getting ready to experience, it's telling us all right there. It's those same uh, encouraging messages. It's those same uh, relationships. It's those everything that's happening in the world. You can go right to the scripture and say, oh my goodness, it happened back then too, right? And, and life is a cycle. And so God designed us to understand that. It's not supposed to be scary, right? We're supposed to live into our potential. And I think when we die, I don't think it's if we were good or bad. I really think God's going to ask us, I gave you these gifts. And did you stay close to me? And did you reach those gifts? And did you use your potential like I, like I planned for you to do? And so I think you can't do anything in this world without faith. And, uh, and that's my own personal feeling. And I, I just think you're going to be way more successful. You're going to be able to have a, a satisfied personal and professional life in anything that you do, because it gives you that confidence. Amen. I agree. We can make our plans, but God ultimately knows the plans he has for us. He absolutely now, does. Yes, ma'am. Now, can you tell us more about the importance of forgiveness? Oh, gosh, forgiveness. You know, this is a tough one for me. Because I don't think until in the last five years that I really understood forgiveness. And so I'm going to tell you a story. So when I was young, my father passed away when I was five. And my mother, you know, struggling by herself, her mother had passed away right before I was born. So she was now at 30 years old, a widow, uh, a single parent, <laughs> and didn't have a, a mother to guide her, to influence her. And so she had a lot of struggles and she made some decisions that, you know, like all of us, they weren't great, but she made those decisions based on what she thought she knew how to do at the time, right? Without an inner circle, without helpers, without mentors. And, and so I look at her and say, oh my gosh, how did she do that? Right? I go back and reflect and say that, but for many years, I questioned, why did she make those decisions? Didn't she care about me? Right? Because as kids, we're so selfish. And it's like, well, it's all about me. Why didn't you think about me and my needs? And so as I got older, I realized, you know, you grow up and you say, okay, those decisions at that time, those were the best at the capacity that that person had to be able to, to make judgments and to make decisions. And so I learned in your heart, like, you can't hold that grudge. 
Some people go their whole life and hold a grudge against someone because they say, well, you should have done things differently, right? I see so many people do that and say, I'm so unhappy because someone else did this to me. And, and you just have to, you have to understand, right? You have to have the awareness, you have to have the maturity, and you have to say, you know, I accept you for who you are because we're not, nobody's perfect. And so could things have been differently with different decisions? Absolutely. All of us have those challenges. But the thing is, if you don't open up your heart and you say, this is the best life and I am responsible for this life and this relationship, you have to step into that. It is your responsibility. Because again, I think, you know, we can't judge each other, but I think we will be judged. And so if you don't have a forgiving heart, if you can't open up that heart to the people that are closest in your life, and you constantly are looking for, well, you need to do this for me. It's not about that other person. It's about you. So if you can heal yourself, if you can understand the power of forgiveness, it gives you so much freedom in your life to do everything. Amen. Very powerful. Now, Melanie, can you tell us more about your company, Make Connections for Life, LLC? <laughs> so my husband said, isn't that a long name? <laughs> On an email. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, so this is a great story because, you know, as I said, my father passed away when I was little. And so everything that I have felt like I've learned, I never wanted to let go of, right? When you lose something that's really important to you in your life and you start to think through that, you don't want to let anything go. Every memory, every picture, every written like hand note, right? It all is important to you. And so as I was starting to, to design my company, I said, I think my connection is about making connections for life, which I've done over the last three years. If people are following me in my journey, uh, that's what I care about the most is making sure that I, I have a heart connection and that if you have a need, that I can put you in a spot to make it better for you. So I am on this journey to help others. I'm, I'm on this journey to really add value in some little way, if it's possible, that you say to me, I need this, or I'm looking for this, or it'd be great if I could do this or get connected or get more information on. I'm going to be the first one to use a network of people and say, here you go. In fact, I've said, why didn't I start Facebook? <laughs> You know, that's how powerful it's been. Like, wow, I wonder if I could start another social media platform, but that's what it's about because making the connection is what John Maxwell also has a book on about communicating and the power of connection. And so when you get on somebody else's level and you can actually meet them where they are, that's about a forgiveness that we talked about, but it's also about being able to accept that person on their terms right? And so if you can connect in that way, it is so powerful because you're not expecting anyone to show up differently. You're, ex you're just coming in with no expectations and you're there to give and add value. So, so it's really, really important. And so that's, that was kind of the foundation of my company. I love it. Would you say that gratitude intertwines with that as well? Forgiveness and connecting? Oh gosh, absolutely. You know, um, the gratefulness, right? The forgiveness lets you have a grateful heart because if you're, if you can't forgive, if you have any kind of grudge within you, if you haven't asked for forgiveness, A, from God, right? If, if you say to God, please forgive me for my sins and you really repent that you have said, I know that I'm wrong. I know that I haven't made the best decisions, but I can't do it alone. And again, you're not going to go to your 
best friend or your spouse or your child or your, you know, your minister, you have to have that relationship. And so for forgiveness, the open heart allows you to have, to see differently, right? When we say we view and we do what we view. And so if you see things differently, you absolutely have a changed heart. And if you can open up that and say, great, I'm going to forgive this person. I'm not really going to try to be consistent to do these things tactically to, to change my heart. You are going to see gratitude every single day. And so gratitude journals, I have a gratitude journal. I write things down every single day. What am I thankful for today? Not every day is good, but my goodness, if you can get into the habit of really understanding, I was able to get up this morning. I was able to do the things that I needed to do. I'm able to pay my bills through COVID-19. That is a great thing, right? Small things. It doesn't have to be spectacular. It's, I have, I have my health, right? I have a great family. I have great friends. I have a fantastic inner circle and I'm learning to grow. And that's, you know, a lot of people don't even have that opportunity because they haven't opened up their minds to it. And so it's just incredible. And, and so, you know, gratitude, it just starts from your heart. And, and so, you know, you have to start with you. Personal growth is going to drive everything else. Amen. Personal growth truly matters in personal development. So thank you for sharing that. Now, can you tell us more about your book, Mentoring Moment? Oh my gosh. Okay. I have to hold this up. <laughs> okay. Danola, Danola Burton um, contacted me a couple of years ago and she said, okay, I'm getting ready to do a collaboration book uh, for a, uh, some women. I want 14 women. And I want you to be able to tell your story about mentoring, the things that you've learned through your life. And so there are 14 women in this book. Danola Burton is the publisher. And she had this vision. And so she brought us all together and she just created these stories. And so I was able to write a little bit about my story of becoming an everyday leader. And so it's been really fun because I've branded this group uh, now that I call a tribe, but it's, it's the beliefs for people to be able to become leaders in their own lives. And so through this writing, you know, sometimes we say, oh, it's prolific or, you know, if you just write it down, well, it's true. If you start writing about your own story, something purposeful, it changes you from within and you realize the power of that story. And so now I say, just by writing this and by being included in this book, it was a whole process to be able to say it validated my story, right? And you could write it down in a journal, but once you do it and it's published, you now have a platform to be able to go out and talk about that and tell people what's really on your heart. And so I encourage anybody that feels like they have a story, if you can get into a collaboration book, if you can get into any process that you can learn how to journal and then learn how to write, uh, it is going to be so powerful for you because it kind of lets, again, it's like forgiveness, right? When you do that, it frees your mind. When you write something like this down, it provides that leverage for you to kind of go forward and say, okay, I've done that. Now what's next, right? And that's when the clarity comes. So um, thanks for, for kind of recognizing that. But I think it's great because Danola, she is so wonderful. She um, submitted us for these best publisher awards. So we were in the best book finalist here uh, for the American book series. And it was so great because she kept saying, I'm sending you guys more stickers because this book has won these categories. And so having a great publisher uh, is really important because they can promote your story, your journey. If you write your own book, it's really important to hook up with the right person. And so I just want to encourage people because I talk to so many that say, 
oh, I'd love to do that someday. And then I've talked to people that are really good friends of mine that have disabilities and they've written 11 books, 12 books, 13 books. And so I, you know, I look at the, the other people and I say, here it goes. What was our first couple of words? Intention, right? If you have the intention within your heart, you should step forward and do that. And because it can really change the world. Wow. Congratulations, Melanie. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now, Melanie, what has given you the most joy and fulfillment in your life? Oh my goodness. There, you know, there are so many things, but I think at this age, I hate to say that I'm old. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> young. <laughs> oh, but I think um, the last few years have what's been giving me the most joy. And that is finding a platform to say, you know, what I believe is about leadership. I really believe that people need to get to the point where they understand that they are responsible for everything that they feel, everything in their life to be able to provide whatever it is, whatever capacity that they feel that they want to go to. So it can look different for so many people, but it's having that inner peace. And, and so if you can do that, if you can figure that out, um, it's really, really critical to the rest of your life. Because uh, I heard this uh, one person said a long time ago, the person that you marry will create 90% of the happiness or the pain in your life. And that is so true. I look at people and I think, oh my gosh, you don't think you have any more control over your life because now you've made other choices, right? And so if you could just step into what you believe, what makes you happy, what makes your heart sing, what brings you joy and do those things, figure out a path and a way to, to provide that. And so being able to kind of live that, you know, many people will say, oh, on, on Facebook or on social media, I see all these horrible things. I don't see those. And I think it's because you set your mindset, you create your inner circle, you create your, your streams of things that bring positivity to your life. And then you teach that to others because the noise and the complacency and, and all the things that can really get you down, especially during COVID-19, oh my goodness, the people that tell me the things that are happening, I go, I didn't hear that. I didn't see it. I don't want to know about it. Right. Because it's about self-leadership. And so that's what brings me joy is helping people realize they have all of those choices. And once they practice those, oh my goodness, it changes their life. And so that's, that's just like enormous. My heart just explodes when I hear somebody that says, oh my gosh, I changed my behavior because I knew that if I didn't, nothing else was going to change. And so, so many people will say that as coaches, right? Oh, if you change your behavior, you have to do that first, but it comes from within. You have to have it in your heart that you really want to make a powerful difference in your own behavior, in your own world. And once you do that, nothing can stop you. That's right. Would you say that behavior and having a positive mindset intertwine? Ugh. It's, it has to, right? So if you don't have the positive mindset, there's absolutely no way you can change your behavior. You know, think about anything that you want to start. Let's go with the diet. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say, okay, COVID-19, I've gained the 19. <laughs> <So> <laughs> how am I going to get rid of it? Well, you have to intentionally make a plan, right? And so that positive mindset, whatever it is, if you have to put a note on your mirror in the morning to say, okay, get on the treadmill, do your sit-ups, do your push-ups, join, you know, get on PX90, go to boot camp, whatever it is that you need to do, even though you don't feel like it. You have to commit to that. 
because once you do that, you know, consistency, it creates that momentum that creates that discipline. You've got to show up and that behavior change is all that flips and you say, I can't believe I ever felt that way because now I could never go back. And that's where you want to get to. And that's the pain that people talk about pushing through the pain. Oh my goodness, there has to be a bigger why. There's got to be a bigger explanation of what's in your heart to achieve that goal. Once you understand that, oh, it's over, right? It's totally over. And, and so the power is it comes from your heart. And, and then you can do anything that you set your mind to. Amen. That's right. As the old saying goes, pain is temporary and pride is forever. So thank you for sharing that, Melanie. Now, Melanie, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh, my goodness. So reduce the noise. Take out all of the noise that's in your life that's, that's toxic. That's the first thing. Figure out how to do that. Because if you have those distractions, if you have things that are bringing you down, there is absolutely no way that you can do anything else. Create the inner circle, right? The inner circle is going to help you with everything that you need is consistency. So make a plan to get with a group to be consistent. Those are the people that are going to bring you up. They're going to lift you up. They're going to help you keep accountable. Because if without that, there's absolutely no way that you can even have clarity about anything in your life. Uh, so you, you must do these things, right? Get out the toxic um, people, the toxic media, the toxic Facebook, all of that. You have the power to defriend people. Amazing. You can do that. <laughs> I know people are probably listening going, yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to follow them. You know, you don't need them. <laughs> so <laughs> Erase it, right? Just erase that negativity. And, you know, people in your family, you may say, yeah, but you don't understand. I have so many people that say this. You have no idea. I can't get rid of them. You can reduce the time that you have to spend with that personality, right? Or at work, we're going back from being uh, isolated to our work environments. And so many people are talking about, oh, I, it was so nice to have a break from these people. And now I have to get back into the workforce with them. And I'm like, look, you can reduce that time. You can give them energy. You can really start asking them about great positive things to keep them in a positive mindset. And so you have to show up and, and want to know what you expect out of your life and provide that. You can't just show up and expect other people to bring you to that place. You've got to do the work. And so I think that's super important. And we all forget about it because it's all the pity party sometimes when we get down and depressed, especially through COVID-19. It's you don't understand my situation. I've got three kids. We've only got one computer, right? <laughs> it's all those scenarios that people talk about. But really being able to live into our potential is all about owning our journey, owning our behavior, owning our accountability, having people in our lives, the right people to put us into the right perspective. And so to do that, take out the noise and get clear in your life and start consistent behaviors. And that will help. You will have tremendous results in growth immediately. Amen. Now you mentioned the importance of making, uh, making plans. Now, was there ever a time in your life where you experienced an aha moment that shifted your plans and made you pivot? Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> in my medical career, let's go there. <laughs> uh, I worked for a great company and I was doing amazing things with our teams internationally and, um, and it just felt like I was connected, right? I talked about that career, that corporate, like that entity that you feel like I have achieved, I'm doing great things. 
well, I got eliminated from that job. And it made me feel like, what was I supposed to do? Like that was my identity. I was traveling six days a week, seven days a week, giving everything I could to this company. And so it really put me back and, and to make me think, well, well, what about personal growth, right? And I just started the personal growth journey. So it put me into a position where I said, why am I letting somebody else validate my value? Because one of the things that I was told was I had no value any longer to the company. And so that stuck with me. When we talk about value and how we add value, how we gain value, what we value in our world, in our life, in our personal and professional life, that word just came to me as, a, you know, like somebody kicked me in the head. And I thought, what do you mean? I don't have value. You can't tell me that I don't have value. And so I stepped back. I did a Facebook Live all about it. <laughs> and it, it caused so much pain that I ended up going into the hospital for a couple of days. And they ran all these tests because I said, you don't understand the pressure that I feel in my chest. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Oh my gosh, I've never had anything like this happen. And you know, they ran all these tests and they said, you're fine, go home. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand. I really feel like I'm having a heart attack. You're not doing the right things. I was telling the professionals how to do their job because they didn't understand how I felt. Well, they sent me home. I was okay, <laughs> but I felt crushed. You know, that, that part of heartbroken, it really is a physical pain. And that's what happened because I let somebody else put their value to my belief. And I thought, no, you're not going to do that. So I started this campaign. I wanted to let everybody know that I was going through, I was struggling right through this. And so being able to, to just validate that in my own, you know, I'm going to verbalize it. And then I started working through like, what is this going to look like next? And so I started taking contract jobs, working with other um, companies in the medical field that I knew that I could add value to. And so that was kind of like, all right, you're going to challenge me. Now I'm going to add significant value. And that's when I started, I had started my podcast and I never looked back. I have just done things that were creative, that felt right, that were in my space and absolutely prayed every day. What should I do now? Let everything else go and say, the career doesn't matter. It's all about where am I supposed to be in my purpose, God? Where are you taking me next? Obviously, you shut this door because there was a reason I didn't fit with these people. They didn't see my value, but you do. So take me where I need to go. And that's when all of the magic happened. And so now, you know, three years later, I have this amazing podcast. I have this amazing group that I love, Everyday Leaders. And it really does validate what I believe that every single person every day can be a leader in your life just by making those decisions. So it's not what happens to us, it's how we react to it. So you just have to build the strategies to say, when this shows up, and it will, how am I going to react next? And so you, you've got to make a plan. You've got to be able to be confident in that plan and then execute on it. Amen. That's right. Very powerful message. And thank you for raising awareness in regards to just letting things go, L letting it go. Once you let it go, let it, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Absolutely. I know it's, you know, the cliche like frozen, but it's so true because it does, you know, you see the image 
of, of that music, right? And you see, just like, let it go. And it's so true. Raise your hands as you say that. Let it go. Do that every day and pray. Like, let it go. It's going to be okay. Uh, because God's got it, right? God's got your back. You're going to be able to live such a fulfilled life if you just let it go. That's right. And you also raised another important point of removing false beliefs that someone else portrays onto you in your life. That was a really important point. So thank you so much for sharing that, Melanie. You're so welcome. It's so, it is powerful. And you forget, you know, when you've gone through that journey and you say, yeah, but that was a lesson that I learned. But so many people, they spend their whole life in a career where they let somebody else put their value on them. Well, you don't deserve that raise. You know, there's five stars, but you only get four stars this year because somebody else decided that they gave you a review based on what they felt you were contributing to the team. It's like, seriously, you're going to stay in that kind of an environment? I mean, <laughs> I mean, really. And, and we do it, right? We're just programmed because we go to school, we get a job, and we just try to achieve and achieve and achieve. And so for those of us that care, that are trying to live a career, a career life, we believe that's just the way it is. And there's actually other choices, right? <laughs> and so once you figure out your calling, your calling is different than your career. And when you see your calling, when you're given your calling, when you, you have that moment of purpose, you say, I can't look back. Like I've been given this and you have to use your gift. You have to show up and use your gift. Amen. That's right. There are other choices. One, one door closes, another one opens. So thank you, Melanie. Absolutely. Wow, Melanie. Thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. It's been an honor to have you here tonight. Oh, thank you. It has been my honor to be your guest. You are just an amazing person and I love following you. I am your biggest fan, your biggest cheerleader. So, um, you know, anything that I can do to help you, Gigi. Thank you, Melanie. I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? Oh, easy. Go to everydayleaders.com and you can find everything right there. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check out Melanie at everydayleaders.com and make sure to subscribe to her podcast, Everyday Leaders 50 and 50. And again, Melanie, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Thank you so much, Gigi. You too. You're welcome.